Hello, everyone, and welcome to the premiere episode of the PokeCast, The Journey of Ash Ketchum, here on CKCC Radio. I am Chris O'Mealy. You know me from the Nerd Table and the Stupid Sexy Podcast, as well as our patron shows. And I will be doing this Pokemon-themed podcast with two compatriots. The first compatriot, of course, is fellow Pokemon trainer Dan Peck, famously from the Nerd Table and the Stupid Sexy Podcast as well. How are you, Dan? I am doing well. How are things for you? They are fantastic. I also, don't know. I just started going robot so I decided to continue. There's no robots in this Pokemon podcast. Not yet, anyway. We haven't gotten that far. Also joining us, also from the Nerd Table, you can also hear him on Sick Minds of Matt and Eric, is Eric Flores, another Pokemon trainer. You son of a bitch, I'm in. I <laughs> thought you were doing the Pokedex thing, Dan. I thought you were trying to like mimic the Pokedex. Nope, I just started talking like a robot, and I was like, well, I started. Fuck it. Well, we're not, I'm not editing any of this, so enjoy, oh, enjoy this weird introduction. Well, people who are listening to this probably are already familiar with our work anyway, but if you are not, we are podcasters. We do other podcast things. Uh, I started a show where Dan and I review every single episode of The Simpsons and realized there was a lot of potential to do other podcasts this way. And, of course, I had to select another show that's still going to this day, still releasing new episodes, because how else would that go down? And presented the idea to Dan to review the Pokemon episodes, because they are accessible online. So it's something that is easily watchable. I wouldn't say bingeable, because there are a lot of them, although other people are better at the binge game than me. And of course, we presented this idea to Eric, and the first thing he does was channeled his inner Morty and went, you son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> I mean, I had to, we, we all grew up with Pokemon. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of nostalgia there, and it gives me a reason to watch Pokemon again. Like, now, we talked about this on the Nerd Table, and I believe you guys covered this on Sick Minds as well, but Pokemon was a lot of our first animes. Yeah. Like, it is a good one, too. It is, and it's an it's an easy one because it's a simple story. It's not overly complicated like some Japanese animes are, but it's still not overly childish like some other Japanese animes are. It has actual comedy in it. It's got a it's it has a great franchise behind it. I mean, it is based on a video game. It's not like video games were made about it. It came from the game. Literally, the very first scene of the very first episode is from the video game. Yeah, and literally that transformation, yeah, which is that, really great. That opening is is great. It starts with like the ten sage shades of gray, and it goes full on. Oh, so great! And it's literally the opening in red, and also the Japanese green version, which was Gengar fighting a Nidorino. In blue, American blue, it's actually a Jigglypuff. But I'm just saying, if you're going to the Pokemon tournament, Nidorino is still not a great choice. You should have evolved that thing. But So here's how this journey is going to work, guys. Uh, I watched this show when it was first airing, and I watched it up until somewhere in the Johto journeys is where I actually fell out of the franchise as a whole. And, of course, got back into it like most people did as some of the newer gens were coming out. 
and I realized that Pokemon looks awesome. I want to get back into it and rediscovered my inner Poke fan. Eric, what's your history of the Pokemon anime? So I started pretty late, actually. So the Pokemon uh, Pokemon show was already out for uh, a year, a year or so. Uh, but I was just like, you know what? I love the games. Let me give it a shot. And I, I watched parts of season one, but not in order. Because they, I watched it on uh, the WB, right? So it's whatever they had on. And I was like, these are WB great. Like, kids. <laughs> so I couldn't, I, I didn't know what was going on half the time until it started airing on another network, which I can't remember the name of, but they started a um, a binge where you could catch up, like literally in order. And I was like, you know what? I have to watch that. So uh, <laughs> I I uh, faked sick, stayed home from school, <laughs> <laughs> and binged that shit, and it was great. And um, for all those people who are like, you can't have 15 years of experience at the age of 10. Look at Ash Ketchum because that guy, that kid's been 10 years old for God knows how long. Dude, 20 this, is, something years. this is going to be the second podcast that Dan and I are going to review that has an immortal 10-year-old in it because we also talk about Bart Simpson. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so. Just forever. Yeah. But um, – I like the 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 whole concept is very positive. It was it's it's not a deep anime, right? It's not super into adults, but it was fun. It was easy to follow, so I enjoyed the hell out of it. We're considering somebody who's also a mega fan of Dragon Ball and is currently watching Yu Yu Hakusho. This is a very much a lighthearted topic yeah. to discuss when yeah. you consider all the other stuff that's out there. I mean, this one doesn't even really have blood in it. Some, some animes are just downright bloody. Now, Dan, you have a much different Pokemon journey with the show. Yeah, this is the first time I've seen a single episode. <laughs> so Dan what? is Dan is going to be the new eyes. That's going to be part of the part of the process. Here is Eric and I are going to review this with our nostalgia goggles on, but Dan is going to be doing a fresh look at Pokemon from a first time perspective, which is what's going to make the show so entertaining. So that's, I think that's enough introduction. Like, we can talk about other stuff related to Pokemon, like the games and history of the games and, like, Pokemon we've used and everything. But I think we'll save that stuff for when these topics come up as we're reviewing the episodes. But what we're going to do is every single show that you guys binge on our CKCC radio network here, we're going to try to cover at least two episodes of the anime. And we're going to try to do this in the chronologic order that the anime was released. There is trivia when we get to it of certain episodes either being banned or never receiving an English dub. There's a couple of those. But we're going to review them as well. And the uh, the source I have has them in the correct order. So this okay. is going to be... We're going to do this the right way. Now... Dan won't understand where some of the differences come in, but Eric and I might. We'll talk about what we're like, yeah, so this episode aired here. So this Pokemon exists, but they hadn't even acquired it yet. Or there's actually an episode in the future where 
one of the characters has a Pokemon that they never acquired because that episode didn't air. So all of a sudden they just had it. And down the line, yes, this is the Ash Ketchum journey that we're reviewing, but we will consider also doing not just the movies, but even the non-Ash Ketchum stuff, possibly as bonus episodes down the line. So who's ready to start their Pokemon journey? Should we go back to being 10 years old and get this going here? Let's do it. Oh, boy, this is going to be fun. All right, so... The very, very first episode of Pokemon is called Pokemon, I Choose You. And in the first, I want to say 15 to 20 episodes, they have the the, uh, the misannunciation of Pokemon before they figured out that you are supposed to have a different pronunciation on the E with the accent. So it's a little weird watching the first couple of dub episodes because it's still Pokemon, but eventually it becomes Pokemon and then it just sticks with it. But it was never Pokemon, just for the record. I've always pronounced it Pokemon. That's how my dad always called it. <laughs> he, he always like, oh, are you watching the Pokemon? The po- or the Pokemans? He was, I think he said that one once, too. Because it's like, that's like the thing is the, the older father mispronouncing shit. Yeah. Or everything's Nintendo, that kind of thing. <sighs> Seriously. You playing the Nintendo? No. Dude, we can the... we mention Nintendo because they're the one who got us Pokemon to begin with. Hey, you really want to age this franchise? When the, when Red and Blue came out in America, that predated the Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. You could play Red and Blue on your old brick-ass yellow Game Boy. <laughs> it's not supposed to be yellow. It just was. It just was. <laughs> it's supposed to be gray, but it's yellow. <laughs> Yeah, and it, you know, it's it, it wasn't even supposed to be a black and white screen. It was supposed to be a white and like dark green. I think it was. Actually, I can't remember the, the 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 meaning behind it or the reason behind it, but it was something to do with like um, the longevity of the screen will last longer if you don't use black or something like that. That was just it, though. Was Nintendo always had those ideas in play, even back then. And people were like, oh, you know, it's not color like the Game Gear. And it's not backlit. And then Game Gear friggin' died, and the Game Boy lived on forever. Game Gear died because it would eat six batteries in 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I know, which was the problem with those early systems with color and backlighting. That's why the Game Boy survived. It was cheaper. Although... Yeah. Although Tiger tried to kill the Game Boy, and we, that didn't happen. <laughs> Freaking Tiger. So, the Tiger games. Yes. Palette found. Yeah. So, Ash is actually watching what appears to be uh, probably the Pokemon Championship Leagues, right? Like, I'm yeah, assuming that's what he's watching. Tape or it is somewhere very far away, because it is 11 at night, and it is way past his bedtime. Way past his bedtime. Or that's a long-ass tournament going on. But, yeah, it's, uh, and they do, they they do that, the Game Boy scene, it's a Nidorino taking on a Gengar, and then Nidorino gets recalled when Gengar puts it to sleep, and the trainer sends out an Onix. Knowing your Pokemon stats the way you do, I don't think, it was basically Poison versus Ghost Poison, and then... A rock ground type taking on a ghost poison type. So I'm just saying I would have used something else, but I mean, that's all he had. It, it, I think rock types are immune to poison, though, right? 
I don't know if they're immune. I'd have to pull up that chart. Right. Like the... And and who knows? Because it, it changed over the years. It has so changed. Like... Yeah. So, yeah. Dan, you've played the games, though, at least, right? Yeah. You just haven't seen this? Okay. Yeah, so so you know... Pallet Town. I feel like everybody was kind of a dick to Ash, really. Except, like... Except Even the Pokemon are a dick to Ash. <laughs> <laughs> This first episode is The World Gaslights Ash for 21 Minutes. <laughs> Alternate title, Pokemon, I Get Gaslighted. <laughs> it really was. Oh, but it was like... And you know you know, Professor Oak knew that those fucking Pokeballs were empty. Oh, he was such a troll right off the bat. <laughs> he was just like, oh, I know exactly who I'm picking, Squirtle. Oh, you know who gets Squirtle? People who show up on time. I'm like, what the yeah, so so he's so excited about he's turning ten. He's gonna finally get to start doing his Pokemon journey. First of all, you're fucking ten years old. They don't even take kids at Hogwarts at ten. Pokemon's a little more Hogwarts. Pokemon's more inclusive. <laughs> well, to be fair, both of them are professions where you can die. That's Hogwarts. true. He did jump off a cliff relatively early in the series. <laughs> He's super excited, so he can't sleep. I mean, Harry almost died his first year at Hogwarts, so it's only he fitting that... He died his first year of life. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> so he can't sleep because he's so excited. And he just can't hide it. Oh, uh, he's got his toy Voltorb, and he imagines it's a Pokeball, so he throws it across the room and destroys his own alarm clock. Yep. That's the best. Dude, he's wow. got he's got tons of memorabilia in his room too. Like that's Yeah, what a fucking nerd. What a nerd. <laughs> I would have loved to have that as a as a kid though. That setup it's fucking perfect. So he's uh he's he's dreaming about all the different Pokemon that he can choose. And of course he's like, I want this one, I want that one, and then when he but wakes up You know what? Oh sorry. No. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, when he wakes up, he realizes he's late. Yep. But doesn't good for him, though, for realizing he doesn't He doesn't care which Pokemon he honestly like gets. He just wants a Pokemon. doesn't matter what type it is. Yeah, because that's what happens when you're late, right? You get into panic attack mode. It's like, it's like, man, I really want a donut in the morning. I want this donut. I want that donut. Fuck, I'm late. Oh, please just let them have a donut left. Please, 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 please. please. <laughs> a regular cake donut. I don't care if I... I don't it sucks care. all the moisture out of my body. <laughs> Just give me a damn donut. So, <laughs> and of course, there's like this huge crowd gathered. Yeah, and they're all chanting Gary, son of a bitch. Uh, and Gary's got his own freaking peps, pep rally going on. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, obviously, Dan's new to the journey, but Gary and his cheer- his cheerleaders actually like travel with him and actively oh, cheer really? him on. Oh, really? When you encounter Gary. That makes me hate him more, so congratulations, you did your job. Gary's yeah. actually a fun character, because he's, he's the rival, and he's a dick, but he's he's not a full-blown bad guy. He's just uber-competitive and a smartass about it. Just because well, he's yeah, a bad guy much. doesn't mean he's a bad guy. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. But there in are... the opposite way that Zangief meant... Yes, you are not bad guy. So, Ash, of course, bumps literally into Gary. And even though they're supposed to be childhood friends, Gary pretends like he doesn't know who the hell you are. 
Look at this nerd. So, He's still in his PJs. Oh, you yeah, expect he... me to believe Gary and fucking Ash are the same age? Like, did you see the difference between them two? Like, Gary's He's 40. clearly... Yeah, Gary's four. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's that old. You know what he is? Like in his teens. He's that kid who sprouted early, so he looks way older and acts way older and knows it. So he's being a dick about it. That is absolutely what's happening here. Yeah, that's probably true. That is one hundred percent what's happening here. And he was probably fat as a kid, and then he grew a foot over his summer, and now he's hot. And he's a piece of trash. And now the girls are paying attention to him. So, yeah, you know what? That I, I'm sure we <laughs> can know, go with. I know too many people like that that I'm mad at. Because I didn't, I didn't grow a foot and I'm, I'm magically hot. All right. We're not, we're not doing a deep dive on the history of Gary Oak on so. the first episode. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. so the best part is when the crowd completely disperses. It's just yeah. Professor Oak talking to Ash. And he gets his own little cheering section. But it's like. A fourth of the size of the one that showed up for Gary. It's his mom. It's his mom and a couple of neighbors. Well, because that's the big reveal is that Gary is the grandson of Professor Oak, which in the game, that's who the rival is. The rival is the grandson. Which is weird because Professor Oak looks like he's 40 as well. Uh, Professor Oak's old. He's got to be like 60. You could be a grand. You could be a grandparent at 60. You could be and have... Have a ten-year-old grandkid? Absolutely. You could be a grandparent at forty. So it's it's totally. Uh, yeah, I, I actually that was know. my grandparents. They were like forty when I was born. I know someone who's a grandmother, and she is she's not even in her fifties yet, and she doesn't even look like she's in her forties. So, and she's a grandmother. There's a there's a term for that. Uh, yeah, let... twenty-year-olds getting knocked up right away. You turn twenty, you get married, you have a baby right away. Basically. And then your kid turns the same thing. Exactly. History repeats itself. So one thing I do want to say, though, is one of Gary's goals is because he wants to make Pallet Town famous. So even though he's arrogant and wants to be famous, he's also still kind of doing it for the town. And that's kind of cool. But it's fucked up because, like, the foremost professor of Pokemon in the entire fucking world lives there. (laughs) Yeah, so... Well, well, we'll learn... no, no, it's not famous. <laughs> well, we will learn down the line that uh, there are other professors who are equally famous, but they haven't yeah. been they haven't been written in yet. So Ash gets his choice, and all three balls are empty because he makes him with him open the ball and everything. Yeah, all three of them. I was just and like, he wow. knew they were. <clears throat> so, how many ten year olds are starting their? Pokemon well, apparently there's that four. Day. That day. That's true. But apparently there was four, because it, when they mention it in, in episode two, I know we're still on, on, on episode one, but when they mention it in episode two, saying you're like the fourth one or something like that. Yeah, there's so, four kids left Oh yeah, Pallet you're the fourth town. one that came to this town today. And as yeah. far as I know, we never figure out who the other two are. Which is That's also true. funny because if he knows that there are four of them going, then why is he basically teasing him like, oh, but I only have three choices. Like, what a dick. <clears throat> but he has a fourth Pokeball. It's an unusual one. He says that there's something wrong with it. What's wrong with it is that it's a friggin' asshole. At least for the first <laughs> episode. And it's the the poster mouse 
Pikachu. The fat Pikachu before oh, yeah. they slimmed him down. He's a chunky monkey in this one. He's a fat Pikachu. <laughs> oh, you have man. any idea how long it took me to realize it was a mouse and not a cat? Yeah, I mean, a, yeah. like in the last year. <laughs> Dude, one of my favorite. I, I love the I love watching honest trailers and they've always done uh when they do honest trailers for Pokemon they always when they do like starring and they start giving funny names for everybody they do every single Pokemon in every single game and Pikachu's was Japanese Mickey because he's literally the Mickey Mouse of Japan oh, with yeah, how with how iconic he is so I I always got a kick out of that and and yeah he is he's a spark they call him a spark rat. That was another thing in the honest trailer for Smash Ultimate. They they're like, if there's one thing that unites all gamers, it's Wario kicking the crap out of Pikachu. You dirty little spark rat. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> Professor Oak had that Pikachu for a reason, and he probably shouldn't have given it to Ash. Yeah, probably. That probably was the reason, so he can give it to this shitty kid at the end of the day. When when probably I mean when you meet the other Pikachu's, they're kind of like this one's. They're dumb. They're 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 they sound like Ryan Reynolds. There, you know what? To uh to put it in perspective, I would say this Pikachu has too much personality. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that'd be the best way to put it. That yeah, that'd be the best way to put it. And the best part is Ash is so excited he gives his new Pokemon a big hug and he just gets shocked for it and then. Oak does the stupid thing, like, well, here, let me hand you your Pokedex while you still got the Pikachu, and then it shocks him, too. Like, <laughs> man, you're even an asshole to the professor. And then when he greets he... his mom, the Pikachu shocks everybody. Well, they, they called him, it's, uh, what was it? Unusual or something like that? Yeah, it's unusual. <laughs> oh, man, that was great. He's just like, wow, he just took out the entire town. That one spark rat took out the entire town. So... This leads me to the things I don't like because one of the things I didn't like about animes until recently is cheap corner cutting. Like when Pokemon when Pokemon such as Pikachu shock people, it is a steel a still image on the screen. <laughs> yeah, anime does a lot of that. They make yeah. up they make up for the beautiful detailed art designs with a lot of still still images. But they get away from that in modern stuff, like the new stuff now, but Yeah. But you know what, to be fair, to be fair, uh Family Guy was big on that too. In fact, even modern Family Guy, if you actually look at background characters, none of them are actually moving. Ever. Not even blinking. So, well, I mean, that's one thing, but with the, the entire screen is a still image. <laughs> it leaves a lot to the imagination. They they flash some colors here and there. It might it might be a culture thing. I don't know. It's just a thing that always drove me nuts about some animes. It's an efficiency thing. You should know this from my working at Disney. <laughs> Fine. Or like like even in the show I just watched, The Little Alchemist Brotherhood. For a character to properly emote something, they completely change the art style of the character. <laughs> there is a big art style change yeah. with Pokemon when we get to it in like 800 episodes. 
Yeah, I'm guessing because oh then they're doing dig- digital animation instead of. I mean, Ash has a completely different design. Like he still looks yeah. like Ash, but it's a different. The whole anime is a different design. But yeah. well, I don't know. We'll see if we even make it that far. <laughs> we got to see how we do first. <laughs> uh, so I always enjoyed the character of Ash's mom because she's like totally the overprotective mom, but at the same time. She's just like, oh, yeah, my 10-year-old can just go out in the wilderness and fend for himself. Yeah, she's also like, you're 10. Fuck off. Yeah, get out of my house. Get out of my house. Go get a job. <laughs> you damn 10-year-old. 10 years old. But she... make sure you change your underwear. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's every what... day. Yeah, change your underwear. <laughs> Here's all the crap I packed for you because you left in your PJs. And aren't, P- aren't Pokemon supposed to be in their Pokeballs? He's like, oh, yeah. So he tries to throw the Pokeball at Pikachu, and it just bats it away with his tail. Yo, that that I love that scene. There's a GIF of it, too, scene. that you can use online. It's just the, the ball going back and forth. <laughs> it's just like, oh, look, you're playing catch. <laughs> and then Ash's mom calls Pikachu weird, and that's when the big shock comes. Although Oak makes it this time. And he's like, yeah, your mom packed you some rubber gloves. Uh, that's going to come in handy. So, the journey begins with Ash wearing rubber gloves, walking Pikachu on a leash. Because he's got the clothesline that she gave him. And he's like, says, there's there's something wrong with you? Open your mouth and tell me. So he does. (laughs) Ah. Freaking smartass. Can you, is the only thing you can say is your name? Pika. Well, then you're like every other Pokemon. Now get in the damn ball. (laughs) It was so, so, so great. What a great scene. But I do like that he consults the Pokedex, and then he's like, yeah, Pokemon spend time in their Pokeballs. And then Pikachu hits the button. He's like, but some of them don't like to be confined. He's like, all right, fine. (laughs) So, of course, he does the thing that everybody always makes a mistake when you've got a pet. He takes off the gloves and lets the leash go, and Pikachu runs away. Climbs a tree. And then mocks him as he attempts to catch a Pidgey and fails miserably. Yeah. Ah, the Pokedex even says Pidgeys are gentle, they're easy to catch, they're good for beginning trainers. He's like, this is going to be perfect. But Ash clearly doesn't have enough badges yet, and Pikachu's clearly at a high level because it's not listening to him. (laughs) You guys know that from the games, right? If you level them up too fast, they stop listening to you until you get more badges. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it doesn't do that with your your starter Pokemon. It does it to any Pokemon that you've caught. Your starter one's traded. usually pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Your starter one will listen to you to the very end. <laughs> uh, so when they just, just do nothing, or they just do whatever they want? They'll, they, I mean, they, they will. Sometimes. They will, yeah, but they, there's a chance that they'll just loaf around. And just ignore you. They'll either ignore your commands, they'll fall asleep, which is yeah. the worst one. Yeah, because then they have to wake up, or they will attack. But or they, yeah, or but or they'll do a random fight. move. So you'll tell them to like use tackle, and he's like, you know what? Fuck that! I'm gonna use flamethrower. They'll just randomly use another move that they know. Oh, cool! Well, now that wheel's dead, I didn't. <laughs> I wanted. I didn't want to catch that Pokemon anyway. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what would happen. And now you have one AP on that two AP. Yup. <laughs> yeah. It's like you son of a bitch. And Ash does the the beginner move where he actually throws the Pokeball at the Pidgey before weakening it, and of course it breaks out. Like, well, 
son of a bitch. Tries to catch it yep. with his shirt. That doesn't work. And Pikachu and just laughs. <laughs> the best part is Pidgey actually uses Gust and Sand Attack on Ash. <laughs> yeah, as the Pokédex is telling him what its abilities are. Yep. He's like, he also has a sand attack. A sand attack? Ah! <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Pocket sand! And then he sees a Rattata in his bag, and the Pokedex is like, Rattatas live in the forest. He goes, but this is a field. Sometimes they come out into fields and steal food from stupid travelers. And Pikachu laughs even harder. <laughs> yeah. So uh. even, even, even Dexter the Pokedex is gaslighting Ash in this first episode. Get shit on Ash. <laughs> Ash could get fucked, basically, is <laughs> what's happening here. That's the theme. Uh, but now we gotta we gotta catch up business because Ash sees some Pidgeys, he whips a rock at him, and ends up hitting a Spearow instead. And he's just well, like, "Well, Pidgeys are docile. Spearows don't give a fuck, and they will fuck you up." And that's exactly much. what it does. But of course, as it it sees Pikachu and goes after it, so Pikachu unleashes the attack. Electrifies the Spearow, and once it's down, it cries out, and now it's a whole friggin' flock of Spearows. So they start <laughs> running away, and the best part is Ash going, Don't worry, Pikachu, no matter what happens, I'll protect you. So Pikachu runs ahead. Yep. He's just like, Don't split up. Yep, but that actually works against Pikachu because it gets attacked big time. And then Ash does the, uh, the classic, I'm going to do it, I'm saving you anyway. He picks him up, runs and carries him. And as we mentioned before, he jumps off a cliff. And almost yep. gets eaten by a Gyarados. And, and the, the, yeah, first off, let's, let's name all the stuff that he, he runs by. Because he runs by some pretty exotic shit. And I'm not sure if you like remember the game, but there's no Manky. Not that just, early. <laughs> not that early in the game. I think in the... And some uh, Sandshrews. <laughs> like, what I, the fuck? I think you can get Mankeys in, like, uh, what is it, Fire Red or Leaf Green. I think you can get them near Victory Road, which you can access by Viridian City. Because I remember playing one of those remakes and finding a Mankey really early and being like, huh, I didn't know I, this, this existed this early. But yeah... So yeah, uh, but definitely not in the original game, which is what we're referencing, so... Yeah. And there's certainly no wild Gyarados in a random river near Pallet Town that I'm aware of. However, I think you can get a Magikarp, so I'll let that one slide, because you just never know. Magikarp? They're useless. Hey, that can evolve to Gyarados. Yeah, wait till you get to level 20 and then see how useless they are. All right. I watched this... Pikachu after I watched his episodes. So. Yeah, well, there you go. Detective Pikachu is great, by the way. We'll we'll do that as a yeah. standalone podcast down the line. I think we should. Yeah. So, Ash is in the river, and we see there's this young girl who's just leisurely fishing. Young girl with superhuman strength. Because <laughs> she just fishes out an entire kid, and she's pissed off. It's like, ah, oh, it's a kid. Like, dude, if I was fishing and I landed a human, I'd be impressed with myself. Like, I don't even know how the fuck I did that. I don't know <laughs> either. It's alive somehow. <laughs> so, 
Miss She's Theater's... upset that she caught a kid, but she was happy when she saw the Pokemon. We don't even get her name yet, do we? Did she no. introduce herself? Nope. I don't know. She does the episode two. Yeah, she is. Uh, she's the Cerulean gym leader, Misty, from the games. She becomes a companion to Ash. Uh, so does the first gym leader that you encounter in the games, which is Brock. We'll get to him in a couple of episodes, because he's pretty early on, too. So, of course, he's like, my Pikachu's hurt, what should I do? Well, take him to the Pokemon Center. Okay, great, bye! It takes her bike and rides off. Yeah, well, in fairness, he saw the Sparrows, so... Or Spiros. So he he got on that bike and just fucking left. And then they (laughs) crash... Well, we have to get the classic trope, right? All of a sudden, there's a friggin' thunderstorm, because of course there is. It starts raining. It's dark. I, out of nowhere, by the way. So the fucking weather in uh, in that region is just wild. I don't know what part of Japan that is, but I don't want to live there. <laughs> it's wild, man. So And then, uh, <laughs> then the thunderstorm happens. This is, like, my favorite scene, because I have a theory on why Pikachu is so special to the show. And it all has to do with this, like this fucking scene right here. Are you going to, are you going to come up with the fan theory that the Ash goes into a coma in this part? No, though. I have heard that one. Yes. I have heard that one. (laughs) Uh, My theory on why Pikachu is so damn strong is because he, uh, I guess we'll get to the, to the actual point of what's happening. Ash tells him, like, he, he, like, goes and sacrifices himself to protect Pikachu. Yeah, he does a Pikachu hero speech. Like, yeah, like, I'll protect you and all that. Like, the and Spiros Pikachu know what the hell he's saying. Finally caves in. He's like, ah, I gotta protect this fucking idiot. He's gonna die. And <laughs> he, like, climbs up his shoulder and jumps off of his shoulder. And I don't think he meant to get struck by lightning. Like, I think he was gonna try to, like, cast something and accidentally got hit by lightning and it powered up his move set. I mean that was powered up in the episode electrically, so he incinerated all the fucking birds and completely decimated that bike. <laughs> and Ash was fine. Yep. So yeah. So like he either had full control over it or Ash is immortal. So let's just let's just recall that the only reason Pikachu is now cool with Ash is because Ash literally tried to kill himself to save its life. That's what it took. Oh, I guess you're all right, kid. Yeah. And what an asshole! (laughs) Of course, the final scene before he arrives in Viridian City is the famous. There is a Pokemon that I hasn't even been identified yet that Ash sees in the sky, which, as we will later learn, was Ho-Oh, a Generation 2 Pokemon that didn't even exist yet. Right? It was literally written into the show, and then later incorporated into the games. Kind of like the one they released for the Pokemon Go app, uh, what the hell is it called? Meltan. They created it specifically for that game, and then it made its way into the other games because it has to be officially in the Pokedex somehow. So... Now that we're like stepping on to episode two, inside the Poke Center, there's that little tablet and it has the legendary birds. And right. down on the bottom right hand corner, it looks like an Arcanine. Yes. 
Well, originally that's Arcanine. Originally, Arcanine was supposed to be a legendary. Arcanine's what? original creation was that it was supposed to be a legendary. More than likely, that's actually supposed to be like an Entei or a Raikou or something. One of the Gen 2 dogs. Because the one that Ash looks at, I, I always thought that was supposed to be an Articuno, not a Ho-Oh, but... Correct. I was just like, that's Articuno. That's not fucking uh, whatever. But No, that's Pikachu! It's Clefairy. Fuck! <laughs> 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 Name that Pokemon! Throw that's some Vine references in there, yeah. Alright, so, some real quick uh, trivia here. Because I know we're going to be keeping track of some of this stuff. Uh, Dan, who's that Pokemon? It's Pikachu! It actually was actually Pikachu. Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, it actually was freaking uh, Pikachu. Uh, so if you're keeping track of your Pokedex at home, the Pokemon that we see in this episode include Nidorino, Gengar, and Onix in the tournament. All three starter Pokemon appear in Ash's Dream, but we don't see any of them in the flesh just yet. There's a Dodrio that you can spot. That's uh, basically the crow for the town. Of course, Pikachu, Rattata, Pidgey, Spearow. And then, as mentioned, uh, you can also spot Sandshrews, Mankeys, Magikarp, Gyarados, and then Ho-Oh. The main characters include Ash, of course, along with Misty. This is a Gary Oak episode. This is a Professor Oak episode. Ash's mother, Delia, who is not even named until, I think, the movie. And, of course, the cheerleaders, because, of course, they are. I do have some actual trivia about the episode. Um, if For those of you guys who actually know your Pokemon, it does appear that the shadowed trainer in the battle was Bruno, one of the members of the Elite Four in the Indigo League. Whether or not that actually was Bruno is up for debate, although he is wielding an onyx. And we do meet Bruno in the anime later, and he does catch a giant onyx. That's total classic Bruno. Total classic Bruno. So, is that Bruno? Was that a tournament fight, or was that an Elite Four battle that was being televised? Also, we'll learn later that ghost Pokemon aren't the easiest thing in the world to control, so kudos to that trainer for not only having a Gengar, but having it under control. Because ghost Pokemon are badass. They ease up on that restriction later. Yes. Uh, there is a theory that implies Ash's preferred choices is how he picks up the Pokeballs. Squirtle, Bulbasaur, and Charmander last. Which is opposite of what I would do. Because mine would be Charmander, Squirtle, and then Bulbasaur. Always go with fire types. I love my fire types. Fire types are super strong. But... They're generally not the best for, like, the first. Like, it, I, I have to say, going up against Brock with a Charmander was brutal. <laughs> yeah. But once you make you know, it past that, it's sort of sale. However, that actually got changed in the later stuff. Because in, uh, in the remakes, Charmander can learn Steel Tail as a move. And steel is strong against rock and ground types. So as long as you get your Charmander up to that level and you've got the steel move, you can decimate Brock. So once you get into later gens with steel type shit, there is no reason to not pick Charmander. 
I remember the first time I ever played the game, I picked Bulbasaur because I had read that Bulbasaur would be able to kick ass against Brock and Misty. And I'm like, well, I'll have an advantage for two of these. I am so smart. And then I realized that even though I love Bulbasaur and it's one of my top favorite Pokemon, Charmander and Squirtle are way better. Oh, yeah. So so here's some other fun facts here. This is the only time you're actually going to see Pikachu inside his Pokeball. So don't get yep. you, don't think you're going to be yeah, seeing what that did it at take, all. What did it take for Professor Oak to get it in the Pokeball to begin with? That little <laughs> lightning symbol. I have no <laughs> fucking idea. Use <laughs> <clears throat> alchemy. This is uh, uh this is always going to be one of my favorite things. Only episode of the original series that does not feature the Team Rocket trio, and in fact, the next time. We get to an episode that does not have the Team Rocket trio. We'll be in 672 episodes. Holy shit. <laughs> so, I hope you guys like Jesse James and Meowth, because you're going to be seeing a lot of them. That They're not be... always up to something in every episode, I will say. No, no, you are, you are correct about that. Sometimes they're just chilling. Sometimes they're like... Oh, we're on vacation, and then Ash shows up, and they're like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Fun's over. And sometimes, you know what? No, no, no. Spoilers. Fuck it. All right. Well, that concludes Pokemon I Choose You. Now, the what we're watching this on doesn't have any of the original stuff from the American cartoon, so there's no Pokerap, because they would do the Pokerap, because the anime originally aired on a five day a week schedule so depending on what day of the week the episode was scheduled to appear on you would get part of the pokey rap but we will talk about that maybe as some bonus content down the line we'll talk about the pokey rap and the pikachu's jukebox but now right right pidgey pidgey this is the pokemon go first year <laughs> oh yeah i remember that one ratata ratata pidgey pidgey i used to actually have the pokey rap memorized i don't anymore but i used to I can actually you know I could sing the, the, the intro. The intro song is fucking iconic. All right. Do yourselves a favor. Go to YouTube and look up Jonathan Young. His music is amazing. He does a cover of the – he does shit ton of Disney and anime covers. But one cover he does is the Pokemon theme song. And Jason Page, the original singer, appears in it and sings with him. And he's wearing a suit that has a tie that's just straight up in the air. Like, which is fucking amazing. Or you watched the famous Smosh video from early YouTube. Ah. Uh, have oh, they seen the song? Oh, I have not seen. Good old <laughs> early YouTube. Good old yeah, early YouTube. Smosh video where they sing the Ninja Turtles theme. Oh, that sounds cool. I, I will say, even though I I love... Dragon Ball Z and like all these other animes. Like the Pokemon theme song is by far better than any other anime theme song. Mainly because it stayed the same forever. Yeah, what is up with those shows where they change the song every season? Uh when we get to the Orange Islands, it's I, I'm not I wasn't a big fan of that theme song. But then the Johto theme is actually a friggin' bop. So, 
But the original the original Japanese version of the theme song is actually pretty good too. You can look that up on YouTube. I actually like it. So, all right. So the second episode is Pokemon Emergency. Ash is he's arrived at Viridian City. And... It's called Pokemon Emergency because the words Pokemon Emergency are said about twenty times during this episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. Drinking game. Watch episode two. Take a shot every time they say Pokemon Emergency. Okay, well, there go all of our listeners because now they're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Or really sick. So we meet Officer Jenny for the first time in this episode. Uh, Dan, this is a running gag in the show. There are about 100 Officer Jennies and Nurse Joys. They are all related. And they all look exactly alike and they all have the same name. Hey, I'm down with that kind of trope. <laughs> yeah, no, it's actually a good trope, especially when in later episodes when you realize that Brock can identify them all individually. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so she's doing this announcement that there are poachers in the area. So be careful of your Pokemon. And here comes Ash running into town full speed. And she's like, ah, well, that's clearly... That's clearly suspicious because he's not. Here we go again. It's not in its Pokeball. Yeah. So speaking of gaslighting, can we talk about how this episode continues that trope a little bit? Because like, especially even... like. Go ahead. Jenny and Joy turn around eventually, but their first reactions to Ash are to basically lecture him. You obviously don't know what you're doing. Your Pokemon is almost dead. It's not even in its ball. <laughs> How are you doing, little boy? Yeah, and then of course, the whole time she's three, like, "Oh, three kids, three kids came here before you, and they had their shit together." <laughs> oh, and you have a Pokédex? Well, that'll tell me who you are. Well, fuck! Why didn't anybody tell Ash that? <laughs> Professor oh, Oak, yeah, what the fuck? Is my ID? Jeez. <laughs> Gotta show your damn ID, but yeah, well, he's probably tired of it. He already told everything three times, and this kid was late. And oh yeah. Here's your rack. Now get the fuck out. Yeah, I'm, I'm done talking. Here's your rack. Here's your phone. Get out. So of course, when Officer Jenny does decide to help him, she pulls a boss move and literally drives him to the front desk. Yeah, like through the door to the front desk. <laughs> we have a Pokemon emergency. Yeah, they said the title. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. I like how Nurse Joy was just like, we have a runway. <laughs> yeah. Or a driveway. <laughs> yeah, we have a freaking driveway, Jesus. And it's just like, <laughs> well, I mean, isn't that one of the only people in town that can actually sass the cop would be the nurse? Yeah. <laughs> I like when they probably take, okay, take Pikachu, she's like, yeah, so I gotta, like, get my bike out of the... <laughs> oh, whoops, I appear to be parked at the front desk. <laughs> <laughs> So, of course, she does the lecture. How dare you let your Pokemon battle till it's in this condition? But you don't know what happened. Well, it's fine. We'll take care of it. And then immediately she's like, don't worry. We are the, we'll make sure he's all better. Like, she goes super friendly. Like, all right, cool. So. Could you imagine that every time that you played the game and you wanted to nurse Joy, she would just be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> You're putting six Pokeballs on here? What did you do? <laughs> exactly. My favorite was always uh, that they would brag about how, oh, we heal your Pokemon for free. And then you'd encounter other people in the game who would be like, oh, if you need me to heal your Pokemon, I'll do it. And I'll even do it for free. It's like they all do it for free. 
when I find the person who's going to try to charge me, that's when I'm going to be like, fuck you. No. It's like, you're you're an asshole. (laughs) That would be like Giovanni. would be like, I'll (laughs) heal your Pokemon, but it'll cost you. Well, exactly. But 10-year-olds shouldn't be battling the Mafia anyway. But here we are. (laughs) So, you you know, there's a lot of things that are wrong in the Pokemon universe. (laughs) Including when Ash goes to try to catch a, a Pidgey. He's like, enjoy your last minutes of freedom. I was like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) That was actually kind of dark. I was just like, you're supposed to be friends with these guys, not like (laughs) enslaving them. (laughs) Oh, so, uh, of course, while he's waiting, he decides to, he calls home and he talks to Professor Oak. And his mom, that's another thing. They talk a lot about his dad, but I don't know his dad's ever been revealed on the show. Maybe that happens way down the line. His dad is a detective in Rhyme City. Yeah, it's oh, yeah Ryan that, Reynolds. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and I know, like, Ryan Reynolds has got to be in his mid-40s to early 50s, but I'm still like, no, they're, they should be brothers, not father and son. Right? <laughs> I know he's supposed to be, like, 18, 19. <laughs> well, let's not, uh... <laughs> let's, uh... Let's not completely run down the uh, all of our all of our material for <laughs> when we get to that. But so Misty comes in and he's like, "What you doing to my bike? Yeah. What's your trip over anyway?" She falls. This is the same person who lifted Ash out of the water. No, she get, yeah, oh. she gets bogged down by the weight of the bike. It just weighs her down and she falls backwards. She skipped leg day, dude. She's all arms, man. Yeah, she skipped. Obviously, skipped leg day. It, the best. Oh, what was that? What did Professor Oak order on his pizza? That was like disgusting. Anchovies. Oh, yeah, anchovies, uh, spinach, spinach, and pineapple. And pineapple. None of that I'm would just... go together. I was just like, oh god, <laughs> I can't anchovies on anything. That's just... also heart. Shout out to anime for knowing Facetime before it happened. 1998, yeah. we had FaceTime. And the the stupidest phone phone call alert ever. If my phone made that noise, I would break it. Yo, I literally wanted that. I was just like, <laughs> I need to download that shit. I'm sure you can. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be calling you all the time just so you can hear it. And I'm going to be really pissed when you don't answer because... One of my friends did that to me once. I don't... Chris Decker... Of the A-Show did that to me. One of our podcast co-hosts here. I don't think he's listening to this show because I don't think he's a Pokemon guy. But if you are, Chris, I'd just like to remind you of the time that I called you and you were listening to the Ric Flair rap that you had selected for my ringtone and got so into it you forgot to answer the phone and I went to voicemail. Asshole. (laughs) I'll retell that story on the nerd table because I want him to hear it. But yeah. So... Of course, while uh, Misty's uh, freaking out, she realizes that Pikachu's actually hurt. And now all of a sudden she's like, oh, is it going to be okay? And yeah, then... We don't care about you, but we care about your Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Of course. And an alarm goes off. <laughs> oh, the best part was when Team Rocket snatches their unwanted picture. And they're being so cocky about it. Like, they're acting like they're smooth criminals, which we'll find out very quickly in future episodes that they're 
really bad bumblers. Which is what makes them endearing characters anyway. And we are get our first introduction to Team Rocket and their motto. Which is one of the highlights. Alright, so you wanna know? You wanna do the whole thing? Alright. <clears throat> Alright, who's gonna be who? Well, I'm gonna start with I mean, if you want to go back and forth. Then well, sure. why don't I start with, don't be frightened, little boy. <laughs> How about this? Uh, Dan, you, you be Jesse, Eric be James, and I'll be Meow. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, I, I can copy and paste what I have here. Oh, jeez. Oh, now, you... now I got to look up. I don't remember. All right, fine. You be Meow. All right, fine. Meow. I'll. All right, go for it. I have it right here. In case you need to know. It was like, don't be frightened, little boy. Well, I don't, I don't. That's not actually part of it. I know, it, but, but they, just like their intro. Allow us, boy. Allow us to introduce ourselves. To protect the world from devastation. To unite all peoples within our nation. To denounce the evils of truth and love. To extend our reach to the stars above. Jesse. James. Team Rocket, blast off at the speed of light. Surrender now, or prepare to fight. Meow, that's right. <laughs> See, Eric, you nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it, buddy. <laughs> the best part is I'm just, like, not editing this at all, so everybody gets to hear <laughs> all the fun of us <clears throat> trying to get through that. So, yeah, they invade the building, and they're like, we are after rare Pokemon. And Nurse Joy's like, well, you're shit out of luck because this is a hospital. He's like, yeah, we know, but there's always rare stuff within the gems. He's like, yeah, well, my Pikachu's hurt. <laughs> We don't want your stupid little spark rat. We want the rare stuff. Except for after this, they super want that little spark oh, rat. Oh, yeah, because they realize that it's it's a rare Pikachu. They should have made it a shiny. Yo, that yeah, that would have been great. That would have been it, right? If, if Ash's Pikachu been it. was a shiny. But shinies didn't exist in Gen 1. That wasn't introduced till Gen 2. Oh, no. So what? There was already a Ho-Ho. They could have just. I mean, they could have, but they probably didn't think of it. So, oh man. So they they unleash Ekans and coughing. Ekans belongs to Jesse. Coughing belongs to James. Well, well, not yet, not yet. What they did was name that Pokemon. Oh yeah. <laughs> What's that Pokemon? It's coughing. Coughing. I haven't seen a coughing yet. <laughs> Exactly. You know that's fucked up. Imagine not be like playing the games, so you don't know any of the silhouettes. <laughs> and you're and already your pissed because the first episode you got it right, and the, now the second one stumped you, and you're like, I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> you're like, the fuck is that? I don't even know what it is. Is it a rock? I think it's a rock. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, silly. It's lung cancer. And then, <laughs> and then two seconds later, here yeah. comes a coughing. Yeah. Coughing. <laughs> so they, the Ekans and coughing destroy the place and cut the power. So they're rele- they they're hiding out in the storage locker, but Pikachu's still on the stretcher, and they're like, "Well, it's fine. We've got backup Pika power." <laughs> He's got like eight, it's fucking slave la- animal slave labor. <laughs> eight Pikachu's on what? a eight Pikachu's on a circular treadmill. <laughs> it looks it looks like they're having fun though, right? So like I can't. They're they're like they're happy that they're doing this, but they look mind like like mind numbingly dumb. They're like really dumb Pikachu. Well, we, I Ash paid is... you to get some track laid, not to dance around like a bunch of Kansas City. 
<laughs> and this is why I think Ash's Pikachu is super rare because it's the only Pikachu that we've met so far that actually has character and intelligence. I it's mean, like, f that. Well, Jesse and James figure out that it's a it's a rare Pikachu because they're like we have to we have to have that. Yeah, we and nobody catch them all. <clears throat> nobody looks at Meowth and goes, that's a talking Pokemon. Not one of them. Not a single one goes, every other Pokemon can only say its name. Oh, they did that with uh, (laughs) Animation Domination used to do um, Scientifically Accurate, and they do like Scientifically Accurate DuckTales or Spider-Man or Flipper, except it would be the lyric of the song would be changed to scientific facts about the animals, and there was always, of course, penis jokes thrown in there. But the one they did for Pokemon was brilliant about how, you know, it's a 10-year-old catching animals, making them fight like Michael Vick. And then at the end, they're like, hey, Team Rocket, how about this? Sell your talking cat and get rich. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're not wrong. They got to pay for that fuel to keep the That's the other thing, too. It's it's like over 50 or 60 episodes before we get the origin story of how Meowth learned to talk. Because they tell the story, but it takes forever to get there. Yes, they have a talking Meowth, and nobody's batting an eye over it. S- slow burn, bro. I mean, granted, <laughs> there are other Pokemon we meet. Like, there's a Ghastly coming up that can speak, and there's uh, the Slow King in one of the movies can talk. Obviously, Mewtwo can talk. But, like, yeah, this you should be a thing, spoke- right? Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, if, if you got a Spokemon, that's a big thing. Do you so, know what con- like bothered me in this episode? What's that? The when Chansey's come out and start saying Chansey, the way they fucking say it, it's the creepiest fucking sound. Because it's like the freaking twins from The Shining. Exactly. Chansey. <laughs> like, do you remember what a pain in the ass Chansey was in the games? Because they're you really kill it. you couldn't beat them because they have they have insanely good stats. And they were, you can only catch them in the safari zone where you couldn't actually battle. You had to do gimmick shit to catch ship. Yeah. So, like, feed it or throw a rock at it. Why would you ever throw a rock at a Pokemon? It doesn't work. Just fix. Yeah, Ash learned that in the last episode. (laughs) (laughs) He he learned that the hard way. Take out one Spearow, take them, battle them all. So, yeah, the, um, they're transferring the Pokeballs to Pewter City to. For safety purposes, but the Pokemon break through and knock them all over, so they're like, Well, gather them up. And then Misty's like, Hey, why don't you why don't you just throw them and let's battle these guys? You know, because with sick Pokemon, that's a great idea. So of course, Ash gets a Pidgey, a Rattata, and an empty one. And you it know, is just failing miserably. What I think is happening there. I don't think those are actually the sick Pokemon. You know, if you ever like go to deposit your Pokemon into the Pokebank or whatever, little box. Yeah. What if they're just caught Pokemon that they're just stored there? Oh yeah. Maybe. Because well, they clearly the... have teleportation technology. Well yeah, but I think in the game <laughs> in the games you stored them literally on your own PC. Which means if your PC crashes Oh, God. We're, we're getting a little too existential crisis. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> all right, let me just go ahead and pull out my Pidgey. Oh, what the hell? Well, I, didn't, I don't remember catching a missing number. 
<laughs> well, that's it. You We're open done. it up. It's just <laughs> that is one pixelated Pidgey. <laughs> it's yes. Uh, what, uh, I, I was trying to think of the name of one of those like old famous worms. Like the Y two K bug just wipes out all Pokemon. <laughs> well, shit. Uh, but actually, in the in this world, Ash's Pokemon are actually sent to Professor Oak. So when he gets when he because you know you can only carry six when you get that seventh one, it automatically goes to Oak. Because we get we'll we'll figure that out a little bit later on. You know, I'm just now thinking about it. Like his place has got to like be completely overrun because it can't just be Ash's Pokemon that are going to Oak. It's got to be everybody that's from. Pal- oh yeah, well you learn later that like. When you see Ash's Pokemon versus Gary's, and like a- Ash has like two Pokeballs there, and Gary has like fifty, <laughs> so there's there's actually a couple of things that they talk about that trainers do and don't do. Like Gary rotates his Pokemon, and Ash doesn't. Well, they'll talk about that in future episodes. So of course Misty comes to save the day, and she sends out her Goldeen, which just flops around, and then Ash is like. Well, that didn't really help. But she's like, you idiot, I'm distracting them. Freaking get out of here. Yeah. She's like, of course I sent out a water Pokemon that can't battle. It's a distraction. So, as Ash is wheeling Pikachu out on the stretcher, he crashes into the bicycle that's still sitting on the ground. And Pikachu finally wakes up. And And this is where I think he's a freaking power junkie because he's like feed me more electricity i want to do what i did to those pidgeys or yeah. spiros well first eight pokemon to power eight other pikachus to power up this pikachu well yeah because first those pikachus attack and then ash actually gets on the bike and uses it to charge pikachu's thundershock and coughing does the dumb thing where it's it's being attacked so it unleashes gas and that Results in a giant explosion, and Ash single-handedly destroys the Viridian City Pokemon Center. <laughs> and the best part is, Officer Jenny arrives, she's like, oh, I'm too late, but not for the fireworks. It's like, the building just blew up. People are probably <laughs> exactly. dead. I would probably <laughs> rush in there a little faster than you. It literally looks like a mushroom cloud, and she's just like, oh, fireworks. <laughs> oh, cool. Starting to... Certain people shouldn't have certain jobs. Yep. And this is the reveal as Team Rocket. They don't say their catchphrase, you know, let's blast, we're blasting off again. But as they are departing, they're like, that is no ordinary Pikachu. That's rare. We got to get that for the boss. And thus begins their endless journey to follow, to basically stalk 10 year old kids and. Steal the one Pokemon that they have. Yeah. And. Wow. They fail miserably. They're so bad at their jobs. Ah, they're so bad. That's a plot point later on. (laughs) But. We end the episode as Ash and Misty venture into the Viridian Forest because Misty's now going to follow Ash until he repays her for the bike. That's her. Her note of why she's following, although we know in later episodes it's because they're, they got a thing going. 
She got them ass and titties, though. <laughs> and she freaks out when she sees a caterpie. Because she hates bugs. And Ash is like, nope, I'm going to catch this thing. And that's where we're going to lead off till the next episode. You know, this is the one thing that I will say that most anime do better than Pokemon. That is not a good cliffhanger. Can Ash catch a Caterpie? That's what you're going to leave it at? As evidence from the previous two episodes, no. <laughs> Can Ash finally catch the one of the weakest Pokemon in the game? Actually, I think statistically Caterpie is the weakest, at least in Gen 1. Now that we mention it, and we're talking about like Gary like rotating Pokemon and stuff like that, and Ash doesn't, I feel like we should have followed Gary. <laughs> like... <laughs> This is how to play Pokemon properly. Gary and has a Ash, much, yeah. Gary probably Gary, has a much more interesting Gary is journey. All, is all of us playing Pokemon? <laughs> and Ash, Ash is the little brother who just picks it up and hits buttons. And you, you do realize that you know there's times where your really good Charmander is just just not going to get the job done. You have to have a backup Pokemon that can take on the other types. So what you was start that? powering up another Pokemon. Do you remember, um, it was a few years ago, and it was on Twitch. It was like Twitch plays Pokemon. Yes. Where you can input your own commands and yep. like play the game. I feel like that's what Ash is. <laughs> My favorite was the goldfish that played Pokemon, where the guy would just move the goldfish in essence to where the goldfish was in the bowl and hit that button and like it was like it like successfully caught several pokemon and even defeated a gym leader what yeah that was a thing that was happening i think that was also on twitch actually <clears throat> so remember how i mentioned that uh pikachu should have been a shiny did you notice that cuckoo clock in the hospital that has the pidgey that is the coloration of a shiny pidgey so yeah, they 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 knew they what existed. they were doing. They fucking existed. Yeah. Yes. Pikachu was a shiny that wasn't shiny. Basically. Or or he he had a god roll. He got a Pikachu with perfect IVs. Okay. If you don't uh, know what that means. Yes. Yeah, that's a that's a go <laughs> reference. Yeah. Uh, so according to the trivia, you guys were absolutely correct about two things. One, that was an Arcanine, and two, that was definitely an Articuno, and Ash misidentified it. Yeah, which means Professor uh, Professor Oak was right. He's just like, nah, you have you didn't see that. Yeah, you did. You didn't <laughs> see that. I know you didn't see that. You, you didn't see that one, you dumbass. <laughs> you saw one that wasn't even in this region. <laughs> so apparently this is the last time we're going to mention Ash's father. So he's either I, I it can't be a divorce thing and he's out of the picture. He has to have passed on. That has to be the explanation or else why else would he never appear? So let's go with that. Okay, even... we're going to go with dead father than dead beat father. Yeah, I think that's better, right? <laughs> okay. We're we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna go the Sheldon Cooper route, not the Howard Wallowitz route. <laughs> For the big bang well, geeks listen to the show, so although a lot of geeks hate that show, so we'll go with it. Yeah. You got the it's reference. Oh, it's so funny. Got the reference though. So the featured Pokemon, of course, 
saying Pikachu and Meowth in every single episode is going to get redundant. So just assume that Pikachu and Meowth are featured, because I'm pretty sure they appear in every episode. Uh, but other Pokemon you could see include the Ekans that belongs to Jesse, the Coughing that belongs to James, Chanseys, which work in the Pokemon Hospital, as well as several other Pokemon, including Misty's Goldeen, and then some trainers, Pidgey and Rattata, that happen to be there. And the Caterpie at the end. Ah, the Caterpie. In the cliffhanger. There, the I'm off- trying to think. Do we? Does Jenny have? Do any of the Jennies have a Pokemon? Uh, yes, Growlithe. Oh, right, right. As canine units. Yep. I I don't know if they have anything else, but yeah, I think that's one of the main. One of the main ones, but. But yes, uh, I think there are. There's not really much other important trivia here other than this officer jenny will actually appear exactly 500 episodes later in case you were interesting so trying to figure out what happens 500 episodes later did we go back to this town that's like two series in the future right uh yeah it's a diamond and pearl episode actually well that's yeah. gen four yeah that is gen freaking four Jeez. Well, guys, we've done it. We started our Pokemon it. journey and we made it to Viridian City. Pearl, that's on fucking Nintendo DS. Yup. <laughs> that's three generations. We're still on yellow brick-ass Game Boy. <laughs> well, technically, technically, the DS systems were never counted as Game Boys. They no, don't, they don't. correct. Yeah, it's its own thing. Yes. They stopped Game Boy with Game Boy Advance. Yes. Or the SP, whatever. But Yeah, the DSP became its thing. It was, uh, yeah, and every generation basically had a Pokemon. Because I think Diamond and Pearl was original DS, and then the 3DS is when you got... Uh, no, 3DS was X and Y. Yeah, I had Diamond, and then it got stolen when I was doing relief work in New Orleans. Aww. Did they release a generation of Pokemon for each Game Boy that came out? I feel yep. like they did. Yep. And then HDS that came out. And everyone has three unique starters. Always grass, fire, and water. water. Unless you're playing one of the gimmick games, like the one where you get Pikachu as your starter, or the Let's Go, where you can also have an Eevee. It is heavily implied that Gary's starter Pokemon was actually an Eevee in later episodes, but... There is an episode where it's revealed which of those three starters Gary actually chose. And if you don't know what it is, I ain't giving it away. We got to get to that point. That'll be in 50 years from now. (laughs) (laughs) But yes. So what do you guys think of our Pokemon journey? You guys going to enjoy this? You going to keep tuning in, folks, and listening to us go on this Pokemon journey? It's going to be fun. What do you guys think? Uh, Dan, what do you think so far? As this is the uh, a new, basically a new experience for you. Um, I want to be the very best. So you want to be better like than no Ash? No one Got ever it. was. Yeah. Well, yeah, apparently it's not very difficult. Yeah, yeah, considering the best. I mean, that's a chuckle fuck. Being better than Ash is not difficult. <laughs> you can just not try and do better than Ash is doing so far. 
Uh, I, I'm pretty sure you just said a goldfish is doing better than that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. Wait until we get to the part where uh, where Ash starts winning some of his gym badges. There are <laughs> Ash wins a couple of gym badges illegitimately. <laughs> we will yeah, we will discuss yeah. that when we get to them. But to be fair, to be fair, this anime is really good at following the the game saga for the most part. And you start in town, you go into the woods, and you get into the city. So so far so good. Yeah. But it's never been about the game. Every like every episode has its own story. We're not there yet. I think this is still all introduction. I feel like the first ten episodes or so are like all intros and backstories yeah. and stuff. Especially because, especially when it turns out that Ash didn't need to worry about getting any of the starters because he friggin' gets all of them. Which became a plot point for Pokemon Yellow, where you would get everybody. I always thought that's the way it should be for these, like, even in the game. Make them rare, right? But, like, make it so you can catch them all. That's what people wanted for Sword and Shield. And they're not getting it still, but that's like that's something that people want for Pokemon. And I still say an open world MMO Pokemon game is the way to go, and it would be amazing. You gotta catch them all, and they could easily do it. And and like you make the base game right, open world MMO, and then make a new region because that's basically what every fucking game is: is just the same thing but in a new region. And sell the regions. Yeah. I'd do it. I'd, somebody I'd even it. mapped out how they all interconnect, too. Somebody actually mapped them out. They're like, oh, well, you know, if you actually put this here, this here, and this here, you can connect all of them. So it is entirely possible to do it. Gotta connect them all. Well, guys, that's going to conclude the debut episode of this new podcast where we go on a Pokemon journey. You are listening to this episode when it dropped on a Tuesday evening. I don't know if that's going to be our permanent schedule, but we are going to currently try to operate with Tuesdays for now. We'll see how that goes. Uh, we And at maybe record Tuesday, drop Wednesday. I don't know. But we'll try to put this on a different night for you guys so you've got some extra content here to listen to. Don't worry. There are... You're still going to get your weekly nerd tables and stupid sexy podcasts... And Eric and I have discussed some more park hoppers and when we can get them done. So don't worry, that stuff is coming. Until then, check out all the great content on CKCC Radio and join us for this Pokemon journey. And I will conclude this episode with a million-dollar question. What's everyone's favorite Pokemon all time? Oh. Yeah, um, I didn't expect that, did you? <laughs> hmm. Let me think about that. You... You guys go first. Mew. It's a space cat. <laughs> it's a space cat and it's adorable. It's always going to be Mew. I'm going to have to go with Char. Mander, Melian, or Izard? Any of the Chars will do. Yeah. I believe they've uh, said that outside of Pikachu, Charizard is actually the most popular Pokemon. From Gen 1, at least. And Pikachu is yeah. only popular because of this show. Exactly. Yeah. Because I have played an early Pokemon game for 
many of ours and haven't even seen a Pikachu. <laughs> so I I have two. I'm gonna pick one that is not so common because I would have just said like Mewtwo, but like Mewtwo's just because he's so overpowered in Gen One. Yeah, he can be your like, favorite ridiculous. though. That's fine. But I mean, yeah, it's fine. But like as a whole, there's one Pokemon, Lucario. Oh, that's right. You're a big Lucario guy. So you had yeah. to love that Lucario's. You can play as Lucario in Smash. Yes. Lucario's the shit. Also, I gotta say, in Smash uh, Smash Ultimate, you can play as Incineroar. And I just like Incineroar because it's a giant fire cat with a pro wrestling theme. In fact, it has a glowing title belt around its waist. They even act... Its introductory commercial was... Uh, it was Incineroar, like, beating the shit out of Ryu and Ken in a wrestling ring and, like, holding up a championship belt. And then at the end, it cuts back and you see Bowser Jr. and the Animal Crossing Villager and King K. Rule all have boxing gloves on to challenge it. And it just rolls its eyes like, son of a bitch, more people. Oh, my favorite Pokemon is Missing No. Yeah. As Honest Trailers called it, a glitch in the Matrix. All right, well, that there you go, guys. We hope you will all be the very best and continue this Pokemon journey with us. We'll be continuing our trend of doing at least two episodes for, or two, yeah, two episodes an episode is what I should pretty much say here. Two episodes, a podcast. A podcast. There might be more depending on scheduling um, or depending on if episodes are interconnected. Maybe a trilogy would be more appropriate, but... And if an episode is so freaking loaded that we have to do it as just one, we'll do it that way. But we'll try to put one out weekly for you guys. Are we going to include the movies? Yeah, what I want to do is when we get to the movies, release those as specials. And try okay. try to record them in between where we think they take place in the timeline. I just have to prepare myself for the first one. If, we, if we're going to do that, I'm going to have to buy, like, tissues and shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just once Fair we enough. get to that point. Fair enough. All and right, Dan, get ready. You might need some tissues too, man. I don't know. Dan's got a Dan's got a steel heart. He, although although he watched them Pixar movies and some of those got to him. Hey, I I cry at family dynamics. Okay, not people dying or whatever. It's gonna be like though the thing that uh, the um, Passion of the Christ. You know, the movie where it's all about the crucifixion. You know what made me cry? When his mom showed up. There you go. All right, guys. Well, good, good, uh, good pilot episode. And we will see you guys next time. Join us for the journey. The Pokemon journey. Farewell. <laughs>